0: Beth we in the studio but for the grace of God there go I we started talking about this in a first podcast if you didn't listen to that one you can still listen to this but you might like to go back and get the precursor because we're talking about grace it's an interesting word grace full of meaning and expanding as I understand it more and more But before we get into grace, let's talk about some words most of us know about. I'm going to jump. You ready? Three words. Earn, deserve, and merit. There's one concept that is necessary to make these three words operate. Earn. Did you earn it? Deserve. Do you deserve it? Merit. Why would you merit that? The word is judgment. Without judgment, it doesn't matter what you've earned, what you deserve, or if you or your ideas have merit. Judgment can squish it all out. Judgment can make it all go away. Judgment can hurt. Have you ever been hurt by judgment? Earn deserve, merit. These words are dependent on what you do. Can you see that? Grace could care less what you do. Grace is only concerned with who you are. It's a funny thing to find your identity in a relationship with a higher power. But once you find that identity, the world will take on a whole new meaning and a whole new view and a whole new, all the rules that you've been living by, all the things you've had to earn, all the questions about if you deserve, all the things do you merit, those things kind of go away. Because once you're a king's kid, once you know a higher power, life changes. You see, I think the higher power wants us to seek him. You've all heard the saying that man was created with a God-shaped hole inside of him. And that's kind of true. But what I've learned from studying grace is that God has a Beth-shaped hole inside of him. He's waiting for me to come running into his arms. And I know that that's a spiritual picture and that I don't actually get the physical hug. But I'll tell you what, I can feel it sometimes. I can feel God's hug. It shows up as grace. He longs for me to long for him so that we can be connected. I think God wants me to want him. And I think that God is the initial pursuer. In a lot of religions in the world, you have to seek God to find God. It's all about seeking God. I don't know if that's really how it goes. I think God has been seeking me, and I am just coming to that realization. Most of us consider ourselves seekers, and we are, to a degree. But I think God, the real higher power, is the original seeker. He designed this whole universe so that we could look for him. And I've come to believe that grace is bigger than we'll ever know because it is the actual intention of the higher power, or of love, if you will. Grace, or intention, is what God wants to happen and how that will come to pass, all rolled up into one. And what does God want? He wants me to know him and love him the same way he knows and loves me. I think it might be that simple. So let's take this from a really different angle. Can an individual walk in personal grace? And I only think that's possible when you really know who you are, when you've come to love yourself. Many of us know that work is tough and it takes a lifetime. It's a journey. We have to face our shame and our guilt. We have to forgive ourselves and stop judging ourselves so harshly. But when you are true to yourself and to your beliefs, I believe you begin to walk in personal grace. You will naturally feel favor in this big world of ours. It's not because you requested it or even because God bestowed it upon you. It's a natural byproduct of living as you were created to be. Authenticity produces personal grace. And what's the key benefit of personal grace? I feel good in my own skin because I now know I belong at a most intimate level. Personal grace means that I get to live with intention and I can stay present to capture all the good that life has to offer. Maybe the reason some of us struggle with this idea is because we've never known personal mercy. Now, mercy's quite different. Remember, justice, you get what you deserve. Mercy, you don't get what you deserve. Grace, you get what you don't deserve. So mercy means you don't deserve. Get what you deserve. Have you ever let yourself off the hook for your mistakes? Do you continue to beat yourself up over and over? This has to stop. This is abuse. (laughs) You were meant to love yourself. In a moment, you can change it all. I'm going to recommend a movie. It talks a lot about mercy. And... It, it Although it was made in 2010, the the characters in the movie look exactly the same today. Okay, so it's a cartoon. All right, so maybe that's a little bit off base. But the cartoon is called How to Train Your Dragon. But Mercy changed lives in this movie. There's a young boy, and he knows a dragon. <laughs> and... He's supposed to kill this dragon so that the village will admire him. He would have measured up in other people's eyes. He would have had incredible social success. But he exercised mercy instead. Mercy. Does it have anything to do with respect? How about with identification? Maybe when you grant someone mercy... You see something of yourself in the person to whom you show mercy. Okay, let's bounce again. I'm going to play with another word with you. Do you have personal convictions? Conviction. What's another meaning for that word? What does it mean in a court of law? Do your personal convictions say you are guilty? (laughs) Have you accused yourself? and railroaded yourself into a personal conviction based on the sorrow you feel because of a past action? Most of us have done things that are not in keeping with our authentic self. Most of us fall and miss the mark. Maybe you use drugs and alcohol and your priorities shifted so drastically that you hurt the people that love you the most. Maybe you were in a fearful place where survival meant taking actions you would never do when you were at a place of serenity or safety. Maybe you were in a rage and you said and did things in the heat of the moment that you can't take back. Are you still punishing yourself for these past exploits? What would happen if you reviewed the case and found the truth behind these actions? Why did you do those things? What were you trying to accomplish? Were you in control of yourself and your abilities? What if you learned how to show yourself mercy? You can forgive yourself so that you can live true to your convictions. But until you forgive yourself, your true convictions are going to be trapped in a locked box with the word self-judgment stamped on the top. Condemnation is no way to live. Mercy or condemnation? Which will you choose to build your life? I gotta tell you, the higher power has already offered mercy. So if the higher power has forgiven you, Who are you to hold on? You should face it. Are your convictions over those of the higher power? I got to tell you, friend, that's a form of ego at the most twisted. And that's what broken thinking will do. It'll take an egoic thought and twist it so we think we're thinking the right thing when actually It's a slap in the face of love. Grace comes automatically out of the intention of love. When you live in love, you will live in grace. It's so easy to try to live in love for other people. But what about for you? Can you live in love of yourself? Mercy comes from love too, though mercy may be more personal. It can build with respect and identification. Mercy looks the broken and the trapped in the eye and offers freedom instead of judgment. Mercy is a God quality, while grace is a God environment. Can you see the difference? In one, you are acting as your higher power would act for you. In the other, you are resting in the comfortable arms of your higher power's truth. Grace depicts the actual being of the higher power, while mercy is one of the many characteristics the higher power expresses. How do those translate into our own lives? It's pretty clear. When we love ourselves and live with intention, we create an atmosphere of grace When we show mercy to ourselves, forgive mistakes, and refrain from critical self-judgment, we imitate our Creator and open up to the fullness of identity and purpose that He has planned for us. Simply stated, we need to love ourselves. We need to forgive our errors. We need to live on purpose and with purpose. We may never fully arrive at complete self-love. The consistent progress, though, will turn out with a happy and useful life in our wake. It's in trying to please God that we please God. God is absolutely crazy about us. We, you know, if he had a refrigerator, our picture would be on it. <laughs> and God has shown you mercy, won't you do the same for yourself? So the sign on the wall, but for the grace of God, there go I. When you see someone who still struggles with the pain, the addiction, the compulsions that used to run your life, look at them and say a quiet prayer for their release. Because release from that self-condemnation changes everything. And God will help you do it. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the Uncomfortable Conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at bethwe.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.